I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. Time for another Dogman Radio, Dogman Podcast with uh, some updates on recruiting. Lots going on. New commitment for University of Washington. New quarterback offer. How many spots are going to be left for this year's class? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the top prospects left in state. But uh, Scott, big commitment last night. Jeremy Bernard, uh, wide receiver committed. Tell people a little bit about Jeremy Bernard. Yeah, big kid. Athletic, strong, uh, can go up and get it. Very explosive. He's out of Nevada, Henderson, uh, Nevada, which is, I guess, it's not necessarily a suburb of of uh, Las Vegas, but it's basically right next to it. And um, and he plays at Liberty High School, which is the same uh, school that Troy Fautanu came out of. And Washington was also recruiting a tight end out of there for the 2021 class by the name of uh, Maliki Matavao. And uh, Bernard had been up to the University of Washington a couple times. He came up for camp. He came up for uh, their game. I think it was against Oregon last season. And uh, he just loved his his time at the University of Washington and, and said, this is the place I wanted to be. He knew he wanted to be here for a while, but decided to leave things open, let schools recruit him and talk to him and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, he just – he just decided, you know, I'm not going to wait, not going to wait any longer. I don't need to. This is where I want to be. Yeah, no, he's been solid on Washington for a long time. His early commitment this early being that he's part of the 22 class. Um, surprised a little bit, Scott? Uh, maybe just a little bit. Washington doesn't typically get out-of-state guys to commit this early uh, in, in the process. I mean, he hasn't even – played his junior season now we don't know when his junior season is going to be played he said he, right now they're pushing it to february but that we all know that that could change in a heartbeat with the way covid and things are kind of being real honorary about not going away and and uh some of these states have just had these spikes and people are just not going to get out in front of it they're going to be as cautious as possible so there's a chance he might not even have a junior season, and I think that's one of the reasons why he decided not not to wait much longer because he's like, you know, schools can't come out and see me. I can't go and see schools. Why would I wait any longer when I already know where I'd like to be? So that's it. Scott, looking ahead, which a lot of people, some do, some don't, but looking ahead till next year, there's not a lot of uh, there's not going to be a lot of scholarships available next year. Do you think that maybe had something to do with um, pushing for a decision with him, knowing that that spot may not last very long? Yeah, I, I don't know if Washington made the push on him more as much as he just decided he wanted to do it and get it out of the way and lock in a spot because. I mean, Washington may only take one wide receiver in the 2022 class. We just don't know what it's going to look like because right now. I believe it last time I looked, I think there was 12 seniors, 12 guys who are going to graduate that, that year. And, and uh, Washington may not have enough room for very many guys. We're talking about a class that could be anywhere from 12 to 15 guys. I don't think they expect it to be as big as this year's class. And this year's class might not even get up to 20. We'll just have to wait and see. And, you know, if they, right now they've got Jabez today committed for the 2021 class. He's the kid out of, uh, out of uh, Kennedy High School, and um, Washington's in great shape with Emeka Agbuka right now, and they're still talking to Troy uh, Troy Franklin, who's committed to Oregon currently. And and um, you know, 
I don't think they're going to I don't think they've got a great shot at flipping Troy Franklin. You never know until things go, but I think they've got a great chance at reeling in Emeka Egbuka. And if Emeka Egbuka commits and Troy Franklin commits, they're probably only going to take one wide receiver. Now if Troy Franklin decides that he wants to stay with Oregon, which I think is kind of the way things will go. Washington will probably take two in this class in the 2022 class. But right now, I think the numbers are really fluid, just like they always are, but even more so this year since you're, I, who knows how much attrition we're even going to see from, from things because guys are going to be real scared about possibly going to, to another school. Yeah, you know, and if, if you take a look at Washington's wide receiver room right now, Scott, there's not a lot of experience, but, boy, it's a talent. Yeah, it's talented. It's deep. It's really yeah, deep. It, it really is deep, and it's young. You know, I mean, they, they brought in probably, uh, besides Reggie Williams and Charles Frederick, there hasn't been a higher-rated wide receiver to ever be taken by the University of Washington than Jalen McMillan uh, from last season, uh, from the last class. And Romo Dunsey is a guy who could play right away. Sawyer Racanelli is a completely different type of wide receiver than Washington has had in recent years. So those are just your, those are your true freshmen. And then you talk about Taj Davis, who was a redshirt guy, but, uh, looks really, really good on the hoof. You've got Pukunukua, who everybody expects to be, if not a starter, he's definitely going to be heavily in the mix for, uh, reps this season. You've got Marquis Spiker, who will be um, who will only be a redshirt sophomore this season. Austin Osborne will be a redshirt sophomore this season. So you got those guys, and those are going to be the main guys that he's going to be competing with, um, as well as Jabez Tanay and possibly Emeka Buka and or Troy Franklin. So it's a it's a very deep group of guys, but it's also a uh, a room that has a lot of bodies in it right now. And I just don't know if Washington knows if they can if they can uh, fit you know, three or four guys in, in this class. I think it's really going to be a small wide receiver class in 2022. And you talk about numbers for 2022, Washington offers a quarterback with uh, an impressive offer list. For the yeah, of very, yeah, very much. I just did a story on him yesterday. Cade Klubnick, he's a, a quarterback out of Westlake High School down in Austin. They won the 6A state championship. And, and for those who, who might not understand, you know, because Washington only goes up to 4A, 6A is Texas's big, big, uh, biggest class, and these guys, this guy was a sophomore, and he rotated as a starter, but he started five games as a sophomore for the state champion. They went 15-1 and one and won the state championship last season in the highest classification. We're talking, this is Friday Night Lights stuff. This is... This is Odessa Permian and and Midland Lee and and all these different huge schools down South Lake Carroll and schools that you've heard so much about from all these different uh, from all these different you know things that have to do with football and talking about high school football and the best football in the country. That this school won that division last year. Um, I believe uh, Drew Brees played at this school. I could be uh, wrong on that, I, and I know several other. Uh, top NFL guys have played at the school. He's a very good kid. 6'2", 190, or 185, I think is what he, he's listed at. Um, 6'2", can throw on the run, has a decent arm, not a not a cannon, but can make all the throws, uh, can get the ball down the field, throws really well on the run, can get out and run a little bit, but really likes to, he says, I'm a pass first guy. I can get out and run and, and things like that, but I, I really prefer to, 
to uh, sit uh, in the pocket or and move around in the pocket and then throw the ball down the field. He did have an injury last season that kept him out for about a month and a half. So he was the backup on the team that on the in the game that actually won the uh, state championship. But uh, when he threw a ball, he caught his thumb in a in a helmet and tore tore a ligament in it. So he had to sit out for about a month and a half. But uh, very talented kid will be the two year starter for them this coming uh, this coming fall and and um, into his senior season. Taking a look at his offer list in Washington, being as far away as they are, uh, Washington have a chance with this kid. Yeah, and and see, I got into that. I dug into it really with him, and I said, you know, I, I said a lot of people are going to question if Washington really has a chance with you having offers from like Auburn and Baylor, which is a wide open attack like what he's used to. LSU, he's got a lot of schools that that are after him. I think Oklahoma has started to talk to him a little bit, and you know, I I think Washington has a decent shot if they can get him up on. On campus with a lot of these Texas kids, a lot of it's about getting them up on campus, making them feel comfortable about what it's like in Seattle. How Seattle isn't it, it is different than Texas, but it's not, you know, it's not like we're on Mars and they're on Venus, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's it, so just getting them up here and, and helping them understand hey, it might be, you know, 1500, 2000 miles away from your home, but. But we, we've still got a lot of good stuff here. Austin's a high-tech city. That's what, that's one of the tech hubs in this country. Well, Washington, well Seattle is one of the – the Seattle area is one of the tech hubs in this country as well. So there's a lot of this, the same kind of thinking and mentality in, in the Seattle area as there is in Austin. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. I'd say probably a long shot at this point in time. But he really likes John Donovan, said he had a really cool personality really felt he got along with him pretty well and liked the offense that uh, John Donovan kind of cut up and sent to him. This is what we're going to run. You'll see it when we play this year. 2021 signing class. We're getting full, Scott. There's not a lot of spots left. Yeah, so they've got 14 commits currently uh, in the 2021 uh, uh, class. And I, you know, I'm still – not a hundred percent sure they're going to even get to 20 uh, in the class. I just, I just don't know if they're going to have room because, you know, there's, there's, you know, we, we've seen the stories about Jack Yeri being able to come in and possibly become a, a Husky and, and um, things need to get kind of worked out in that, that realm. But Washington's currently at 85 and they only have, I think it was 14, maybe 13 guys who are, who are uh, seniors and, and will use up their eligibility. Now, um, uh, Joe Tryon is a guy who could end up leaving early. Kate Otten is a guy who could end up leaving early. So is Jackson Kirkland. But there's still not a lot of guys who could end up going to the NFL early. And then how many guys are going to be willing to take the chance and roll the dice and possibly move on to move on to another school uh, if they're not getting enough playing time? Some guys might just decide, hey, it's better for me just to stick it out and stay here and see what I can do, but also get my my degree before. Because we just don't know if there's even going to be a look. I'm not being pessimistic or anything like that. I'm really trying not to. But as much as everybody said, maybe we shouldn't even play this season because of COVID and, and just plan for next fall. We don't even know if this thing's going to be gone in next fall. I mean, we don't know. So, you know, you got to fit it in. And some of these guys might be looking at it and say, I might not even have a chance to play football again. So, um, you know, I think. A lot of it's going to be about tough conversations that they have with kids. Uh, there's going to be some medical retirements that we're kind of hearing about and things like that. But 
right now, I think the class could get up only to 19, 19 spot, 19, 20 at the most. And I think some kids are uh, finally figuring out and the uh, newness has worn off the so-called transfer portal. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. A lot of, there's a lot yeah. of kids in the transfer yeah. portal right one, now. One guy one guy at an, uh, at an NCAA office I talked to said, yeah, it sucks to be in the transfer portal right now. <laughs> so, you know, it, a lot of these guys are having a real tough time finding spots. So, um, you know. You feel bad for them, but you're also like, hey, you got a scholarship somewhere and decided to go somewhere else. Now, sometimes that isn't always the case. Sometimes they had their scholarship taken away from them. Like a lot of the Stanford guys uh, weren't like KJ Costello was basically not granted uh, admission into a grad program at at Stanford. And so he had to go and find himself a place. He was able to find a spot. But some of the guys who aren't starters or guys who who are just bit players might not be able to find a spot somewhere else. 14 scholarships, 14 letters. I, I'm tongue, tongue 14 here. commits. 14 commits and uh, 18 or 19. Boy, it's looking more like that number. So they've only got four to five spots left, Scott. Who's left for those four to five spots? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, JT Tuimalau, Emeka Egbuka, those are two guys that Washington would take if they had 30 guys committed to the, you know, Washington would figure out a way to get those guys in. Uh, we're talking Brock Bowers is a, always a possibility. They are still talking to Maliki Matavao, the guy who's committed, or the tight end out of uh, Liberty that we talked about a little bit earlier. He's committed to Oregon now. They are still talking to him a little bit. Um, Brock Bowers is kind of the guy at tight end. They might just stand pat if they're able to get Jack Yerry so, um, for the 2021 class. So, um, you know, that's kind of where things stand with them. By the way, Terrence Cooks, I want to put that to bed, and I'll do it in my blog as well for those who don't listen to this, but um, Terrence Cooks, the linebacker out of Texas, Washington is not recruiting him anymore. They don't have any more room at linebacker spot, and they're done at linebacker because basically I think they saw the writing on the wall, and they're not going to get uh, Ethan Calvert, the guy out of uh, Oaks Christian, whose brother uh, Josh is on the is currently on the team, so um, you're looking at possibly one, likely two, but possibly just one uh, defensive back in the class, and um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. You know, maybe maybe they find room for a Byron Cardwell, who they're still recruiting a little bit, but uh, Washington is real tight on numbers right now. I, I don't even know if they have room for Jacob Schuster, uh, the four-star defensive lineman out of out of Tumwater. So we'll just have to wait and see. Who do you like better, uh, Schuster or uh, Fanal? Boy, that that's a good question, Kim. I think Fanal is, maybe has the higher upside because of how big he is and how long he is, uh, his frame. Schuster is kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say he's maxed out, but he's, he's on the shorter side. He's only 6'2", if that, and... Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to get bigger or stronger or anything. He'll get stronger. I'm sorry, but I don't know if he'll be able to really put on much more size or, or anything like that. He's still a really good player. I love him. I I've liked him from the beginning. I thought Washington should have taken him pretty early, um, but they decided not to, um, you know, I, I you can't uh, take everybody, Scott. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Have the everybody. thing is, the thing is, you compare Schuster to uh, Greg Gaines. Well, Greg Gaines had a pretty dang good career at the University of Washington. So uh, if he's like Greg Gaines, it's hard to say no to something like that. But like you said, Kim, I, it, you can't say yes to everybody. So sometimes you got to make some hard choices. 
I I really like the Fanal kid. You just look at how raw he is in the upside on uh, a kid like that. Absolutely, absolutely. I fully agree with you. My my only problem is, um, it's all upside right now at this point, not uh, productivity. Whereas Schuster's had the productivity, so you know you're taking a gamble. But sometimes you can afford to do that with a third guy in the class, not the first two. Yeah, and the thing I like about Fanal so much is his ability to chase down ball carriers. He runs. I mean, yep. he he runs, and boy, it's tough to find big guys that can run. So yeah, uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, the big guys left in state, Ameka and um, JT. Any any updates on that, or uh, anything you can tell us about those two guys? Hurry up and wait. That's what I mean. It's uh, just it's kind of the same thing we've been saying for a while. Washington's in the mix for both of them. Uh, right now, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, that's kind of the top four for JT. That's what everybody's saying, at least. Um, you know, he doesn't – he just plays things really close to the vest, but a lot of people think Washington is running third, maybe even fourth at this point. We'll just have to wait and see how things go. Um, as far as um, Emeka Egbuka, I think Oklahoma, Washington, Ohio State, those are kind of the top three. Um they and I, I think Washington's doing much better for it's funny because I would have said Washington two months ago, maybe three months ago, I would have said Washington had a better shot with JT than they have with Emeka, but I think that's kind of flipped. I think they've got a better shot right now of keeping Emeka. Part of that is because of Sam Heward, but part of it's just I think he's I think his family is really rooting for him to stay home, whereas JT's family likes University of Washington and wouldn't mind if he stayed home, but they're not pushing for him to stay home. And I think that's that's going to be the big thing. I think Oklahoma is the team to beat right now for a Mecca, but I think Washington has a good chance of doing that. Um, I think Ohio State and Oregon are probably the top two for uh, JT. And boy, I, it's Washington's going to going to really have to pour it on in order to be able to get him in. He's nowhere. Neither one of those kids. I'm not expecting a decision from either one of them for quite some time. You're absolutely right, Kim. I don't expect a, a big uh, or any time it's something from them anytime soon. But uh, um, you know, it's the the further behind you get, the harder it is to come back. So you definitely want to be right up there if you can. What's coming up, Scott? What do we got to look forward to? Well, um, not a lot as far as recruiting is concerned from the standpoint of us getting out and seeing guys. The camps are all done. Um, just last weekend I, or two weeks ago, maybe, there there were a lot of kids that went out to a couple different camps in the region. There was one over in Idaho, I believe, one down in Oregon. There haven't been any here in the state of Washington. So, um, you know, I – I, I talked, I've talked to a couple high school coaches and they said, yeah, it's just weird to think that we should be starting fall camp here in the next couple weeks. And we're not going to do that now. It's going to be pushed to next year. I'm still of the belief that there isn't even going to be a season next year. Um, I, or not next year. I'm sorry. Next spring, they won't even have the season. I think logistically they just, the, the ADs and the, and the higher ups of the WIAA will make the decision that, Hey, it's just better to call it quits and, and get ready for next season. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, a lot of these coaches are just bummed that they don't even get to have a have a season. And now they know how the baseball and, and track teams felt because they were in the midst of this thing. They just had started practices when they got shut down. So um, 
you know, there won't be any games to get out and see, unfortunately. There will be in some other states, and we'll be keeping an eye on those things. If Kim wants to send me down to California or Texas to watch games, I'll be happy to do that. But uh, right now, um, that's probably not going to happen. So um, uh, as far as uh, signing day right now, from what I've heard, they're still planning on a December mid-year signing day. But uh, they could end up pushing that back and just say, hey, we're not even going to have a mid-year signing day. Everybody's just going to recruit all the way through uh, February and signing guys in February. If that happens and there is a, and they have to push the season back to February, oh, man, it's going to be nuts next year. But, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Schedule, uh, you know, for the Huskies should be out very soon. And, and uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Anything else we need to go over, Scott? Anything right now missing? Yeah, right now, I think a lot of it, we're going to start putting out our camp previews. Chris Fetters and I have uh, been working on those. I'm going to start putting out camp previews here in a little bit because my guess is that uh, from what we're hearing, uh, September 19th, I think, is scheduled to be the first uh, weekend of games. Um, and so with that being the case, expect uh, Washington to begin fall camp somewhere around the 15th. 18 16 17 18 19 something like that because usually they they plan on about a month worth of practices before they before they get started on the season so other than that man it's you know it's just kind of grinding and and seeing what we can find on some of these guys that washington's after all right right, scott we'll wrap it up and uh for all of us at dogman.com i'm kim grenolds along with scott eckland go dogs (laughs) 